Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good, good hockey game, huh? What'd you think of that? Potentially, and likely, I'd say, a good, good Stanley Cup final ahead. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic, PK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Avalanche 4, Lightning 3 in overtime of Game 1. Last night in Denver, Andre Burakovsky finishing the job with a one-timer past Andre Vasilevsky, who wasn't at his best. But otherwise, the game was good. You know, the goals weren't all necessarily beautiful. Some long-range stuff, some turnovers, including, by the way, the Burakovsky sequence. But overall, what you saw was two teams going at it, playing hockey. And if you'll think back to the last time that you were likely really, really invested in a Stanley Cup final, that of course being 2016 and 2017, this is how the playoffs go. You'll have a round or two of real nastiness in large part because you're probably going to line up with a division opponent, depending on the format, depending on whether or not there's a pandemic. But there's going to be that push and shove, the intimidation factor, the physical stuff, injuries. And then you get to the conference final and the hockey kind of goes to a higher level. Teams now maybe psychologically feel like, hey, we belong here. There's only four teams left in the league and we're one of them and we're really good and we're here to play hockey doesn't mean you eliminate toughness from the game. doesn't even mean you eliminate all of the cheap stuff, but it goes to a higher level. And then you get to the final. Then you get to the big stage. The whole hockey world is watching your team and that other team, and you deserve it. You've worked to get there. You belong. And all of a sudden, just like that, All of the Ryan Reeves types, even the Jacob Truba types, they're just gone. Poof. Like they never existed. And all those big, mean, nasty guys that you were pining for in the first couple of rounds, they're not even participating. And if they are on these rosters, they don't play. They either 
get wasted on a fourth line or they're healthy scratches. A headline in the New York Post earlier this week described the Rangers as lacking toughness, that that's what they need to get to the next level. I I swear this was not in the onion. It was actually in the Post. Basically, the only thing that got the Rangers even through one round was Truba's headhunting. But this piece did an analysis of a New York team that got to the Eastern Conference Final and said, man, if only they had more toughness, they would have been able to get through to the final and maybe win it all. This mentality is not only outdated, but it flies in the face of cold, hard evidence that's available to you in almost every single Stanley Cup final in recent memory. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Game one of this Stanley Cup final saw coincidental roughing minors between Pat Maroon and our old friend Jack Johnson. And otherwise, all of the penalties were a trip, a high stick that clipped Braden Point in the face, flipping the puck into the crowd by accident as Maroon did late in regulation. There was no garbage. There was no need for any garbage. Who can risk it? Who wants to be that player that gets sent to the box for some silly, either instigated roughing penalty or worse, a retaliation roughing penalty like the one Evan Rodriguez ended up picking up in Game 5? No one does. It all buckles up, it all tightens up, and it all becomes about hockey. I never hear, see, or read anyone talk about this. That's why I'm bringing it up today. What I do pick up on, and we all do, is the stuff from the first couple rounds. Everything is toughness this, toughness that. As if the objective is winning a couple of rounds. Now, look, I'm aware of the procedure here. You've got to win those couple of rounds in order to make it. But once you do make it, you're not going to win unless you are the superior hockey team, meaning you're better at playing hockey than the other guys are. I don't believe that last night's game was any kind of classic. I mean, I'm sure they'll really appreciate it in Denver. But most of the goals, as I'd mentioned, weren't something that was, you know, artful. You didn't see end-to-end rushes or super exciting stuff like, for example, between Colorado and Edmonton. But you saw hockey. You saw the two best hockey teams, I believe, in the world right now going at each other by playing hockey. Who wants to talk about that today? Anybody? Anywhere? When we come back, J1Q.
today's J1Q comes from Sean, and it's in reference to yesterday's episode, which I spent talking not only about the Penguins core, but also about the cores of almost all of the recent Stanley Cup champions, with one exception being St. Louis. Sean asks, doesn't a core need to include a consistent goaltender? There hasn't been a good playoff goaltending performance for the Penguins since 2017. And you know what, Sean? You're right. Because when you were talking about the Penguins' core in 2016-2017, you were still talking about Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, Matt Murray had taken over into the 2015-2016 season, and Matt Murray was the guy who ended up beating the Sharks. And then Murray, of course, came in midway through the conference final against Ottawa the following year and ended up beating the Senators and the Predators in the final. But Murray had, even at that young age, and he was 22 and 23 years old in those two years, made himself, and again, this was at the time, appear so indispensable that not only did Fleury end up getting exposed in the expansion draft for Las Vegas to become his next home, but also that he could have been seen in his own way as part of the core. And uh, you see, this is where the core definition ends up becoming, you know, like, what are we really talking about here? But Murray was going to be part of the franchise's future for a very long time. So depending on how you apply that label, there it was. So I think what you're really getting at here, Sean, is that you need a franchise goaltender. You need a goaltender you can go to. You need someone who can win you not just the big games, but the biggest games. And they don't all need to be a Vasilevsky. They don't need to be Vezina Trophy winners and so forth. But they need to be big game, big pedigree goaltenders. My belief, and I don't care what anyone's reaction is to this because it's just what I feel, is that the Penguins have that guy in Tristan Jari. I saw him do things over the course of this past regular season that I'd never seen from him. I saw him conduct himself, carry himself in a way that I'd never seen from him. I heard from six feet away after Game 7 at Madison Square Garden, a version of Jari I'd never heard. He was there to battle. He was there to battle, not just for that result, but afterward and minutes later to battle for the Penguins to keep their core, to keep Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang intact. Minutes after this really, really, really difficult loss. I've been converted when it comes to Jari. And I know you can always say, well, look, until he's actually done it in the playoff, he just played the one game and he lost it. And look how things went against the Islanders, obviously, the previous year. I'm sorry. I'm a believer that people can be better at things, regardless of whether it's sports or not. People can improve. He really did. He is, to me, Here's where I really get myself in trouble. He might be a top five goaltender in the NHL, but he can't 
attain that status in any significant percentage of the public's minds until he does it in the playoffs. And I understand that too. But he's got that kind of talent. And I think now that he's got that type of personality, which I didn't think before. I appreciate the question. Really good one. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 